What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Spencer Radler is coming back for another season at South Carolina. We'll run through what that means for the Gamecocks and the rest of the SEC. Georgia prepares for another championship celebration over in Athens. And Kentucky finally gets the good news they've been waiting for with Liam Cohen returning as their OC. Not such good news for Kentucky basketball. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Thanks for uh, sticking around and joining us and uh, making us your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Got plenty to jump into. Let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start with the news that came out last night that Spencer Radler is coming back for another season at South Carolina, the Gamecocks quarterback wrapping up his first year in Columbia after he transferred in from Oklahoma. He posted to his Twitter account last night a video compilation that started with the famous scene of Leonardo DiCaprio from The Wolf of Wall Street uh, saying, I'm coming back. And um, with highlights of him in his year at uh, South Carolina this year, like you said, uh, came over from Oklahoma where he'd spent the previous couple of seasons through for over 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 12 picks for the Gamecocks. Led them to an 8-5 record and appearance in the Gator Bowl. But really, uh, the, the best highlights of the season came on the back end of that season with uh, the big wins over Tennessee and Clemson. He was really good in both of those. Against the Vols, he had a career night where he was 30 of 37 for 438 yards and six touchdowns while throwing for 360 and two touchdowns against Clemson. I mean, he, he really did save his best football for, for last. Uh, the win over Clemson snapped the uh, Tigers' 40-game win streak at Memorial Stadium, snapped the Gamecocks' seven-game losing streak in the series. He was a uh, big-time prospect. He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school when he got to Oklahoma, redshirted his first year, was the team starter in 2020, and the start of 2021 before he lost the job to Caleb Williams who went on to USC and won the Heisman this year. But Radler going to return to the Gamecocks next year, try to improve on their 8-5 and five, uh, mark. And, again, can he look like the Spencer Radler on the backstretch of the season more so than earlier in the season? Now, they did get some good news a couple days ago. We heard that uh, Juice Wells, Antoine Wells, wide receiver, going to come back as well. So that's a big get for the Gamecocks. And a nice big weapon for Radler to have there. Now, Marshawn Lloyd, the running back, he's transferred off to USC. So they'll have to figure out something with the run game, some of the other weapons. Jaheim Bell, he transferred to Florida State. So got to figure out a lot of other things. But, um, again, getting Rattler back is a big, big get for Shane Beamer and company. And if you look at South Carolina's schedule next year, man, week one really does set up for a, a fun game. I would expect, with the news of Spencer Rattler coming back, probably going to see South Carolina preseason top 25 next year. Uh, North Carolina, they're getting Drake May back. They're big-time quarterback, and maybe a preseason top 25 matchup between South Carolina and North Carolina in Charlotte to open the season Saturday, September 2nd. So that'll be a fun one, but 
man, week three, a tough one already. They got to go to Athens and play Georgia uh, next season. Outside of that one, though, come home from Mississippi State. That's winnable. Then they got to go to Tennessee. So, again, they could be staring down the barrel of a 2-3 and three start to the year if they fall to the Tar Heels, the Bulldogs, and the Vols. They get the Gators at home. They go to Mizzou, to Texas A&M, and then they finish out the backstretch of the season. Home games against Vandy, Kentucky, and Clemson. It's a rough schedule, but maybe, just maybe, having the talent of Spencer Rattler back, they can go pull off one of those upsets on the road at Georgia, on the road at Tennessee, on the road to A&M. We will see, but uh, big, big news for Shane Beamer and company. Spencer Rattler coming back for another season. Uh, one guy who they said off to the pros, and we kind of expected it, Jalen Carter from Georgia, confirmed on Tuesday morning that he is heading to the NFL draft, considered to be the top defensive lineman and probably going to be a top five pick in this year's draft. Uh, in his three seasons at Georgia, he won two national championships, earned multiple SEC honors, was a finalist for the Rotary Lombardi Award, uh, finished this year with a handful of sacks, two forced fumbles, and did miss a, a couple of games for the Bulldogs as well. He joins Keeley Ringo as the defensive players who have officially declared so far, but the six foot three, 300-pound junior going to forego his last year and, again, expected to go top five in this year's draft and man, what a career it was he went two national championships and now expected to go top five in the draft not a bad go but uh, georgia's 65 to 7 beat down a tcu on monday night the tv ratings are out and they're not good uh he has been announced the game drew 17.2 million viewers that's a record low for the championship game in the college football playoff era the game two years ago when Alabama beat up Ohio State, that one brought in $18.7 million, and that was the least-watched game since 2004. Uh, the viewership peaked in the 8.30 hour at 22.3 million viewers, but it plummeted very quickly. When Georgia went up by several touchdowns, everybody tuned out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, can't do much about that. I mean, can't dictate how the game's played out, but unless you were a big-time Georgia fan or maybe just an SEC fan, like me, uh, you were turning that game off and seeing what else was on. But during Tuesday morning's national championship press conference, Kirby Smart revealed that uh, he said he's already worried about next season. It sounds crazy, but he's got that championship mindset. He said, uh, on turning the page the next year versus staying in the moment, quote, I'm concerned about our season next year. I'll be thinking about that the entire flight home. By the way, a celebration ceremony will be held on Saturday January 14th at Sanford Stadium. Gates will open at noon with a parade starting at 1230. Dog walk at 1 and a formal program beginning at 2 Eastern. According to the school release, seating in Sanford Stadium will be limited to the east, west, and north due to ongoing construction. And for that reason, the dog walk will start at Baxter Street Extension and go through the Tate Student Center Plaza. Tickets uh, will be made available to the general public at 9 p.m. Thursday via georgiadogs.com. Campus will be open to visitors at 7 a.m. on Saturday. So if you're a Georgia fan, you didn't get to go to the championship celebration last year, you got a chance to go to this one and see Kirby Smart and the fellas celebrate their back-to-back -back national championship. Still doesn't seem real, but, man, congrats to the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, go send off Stetson Bennett and the boys uh, – on the right foot as they all head off to the uh, next level. But um, 
yeah, that's uh, the latest there. When we return here on Locked On SEC, we're going to discuss Liam Cohen coming back to Kentucky and what that means for the conference in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, News and analysis, you can get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there. They got you covered all throughout this college basketball season. We'll be getting into some more SEC hoops talk over the next couple weeks, and there are some good odds out there for you over at Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way for you to get all your betting information. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device to learn more. Again, that's betonline.net. Tons of info. Bookmark it in your cell phone. Check them out each day. It is BetOnline, and it is where the game starts. Make sure anything you're doing betting-wise that you're going to check out our friends over at BetOnline. Uh, they have got you covered. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Roll along here, locked on SEC, and it was big news yesterday. I mean, it's kind of news we knew that was coming, but former Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen is headed back to Lexington. This will be a second stint with the team as their offensive coordinator. Kentucky officially announcing the news on Tuesday. Liam Cohen served as the Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator last year. Remember, he came over to Kentucky as their OC in uh, 2021. Uh, and uh, NFL insider Chris Mortensen broke the news a couple weeks ago that, yeah, Liam Cohen's probably going to head back to Kentucky. And um, now it's officially official, official. Mark Stoops said in a press release, I'm very excited to welcome Liam and his family back to Kentucky. It was evident that he made a dramatic impact in the one season he was with our team. Brings a great deal of knowledge, and he also brings an excitement that players and recruits can relate to. It's a big, big get for Kentucky to bring him back. You know, they fell short of expectations this year, going 7-6. and six, And the difference in the offense was evident with Liam Cohen gone. And, you know, not to take shots at Rich Gangarello, but, you know, he comes in one year, one and done. And Will Levis was not as complete of a quarterback as he was the year prior. Uh, Chris Rodriguez at times didn't look as good. So, again, Liam Cohen goes to the Rams. And it was a down year for the Rams. I mean, their offense struggled. They had injuries to Cooper Cup and all that. But Liam Cohen saying, look, we missed the heck out of this place. There's a lot of aspects that go into making a decision like this. or starting to think about the reality of potentially coming back to Lexington, coming back to Kentucky. His wife, Ashley, gave birth to their son in Lexington. He mentioned that. And uh, also brought up the culture and personality fit that drew him back to Kentucky. So it's nice to be able to be a little bit closer to our family and friends and be able to be a part of SEC football once again. He said, I want to thank Coach Stoops and Mitch Barnhart for the amazing opportunity. I want to coach, uh, uh, thank Coach Sean McVay for his mentorship and guidance. I can't wait to get to work in helping lead the UK offense and bring a championship to Big Blue Nation. So, cool stuff there and Again, uh, Kentucky offense going to look a little bit different next year. They're bringing in Devin Leary, you know, who some transfer portal services say he's the best quarterback in the transfer portal, so he will replace Will Levis at quarterback. You bring in Ray Davis, 
Really nice running back from Vanderbilt comes over in the transfer portal. Uh, Tavion Robinson at wide receiver announced he's coming back for another year. So you got a lot of weapons to work with. And you just wonder what could have been if him going hadn't left and stuck around this year with uh, with Levis in his final year. But it is what it is. And uh, best of luck to uh, Kentucky next year. They can maybe make some noise. We're going to have high expectations for Georgia. We're going to have high expectations for the Vols. Maybe raised expectations once again for Kentucky next year. And that SEC East with Spencer Rattler coming back. Uh, chance for the East to be tougher and better than the West next year. We will see. A quick uh, basketball nugget in Kentucky basketball news. South Carolina snapped Kentucky's 28-game win streak at Rupp Arena, the fifth longest in the storied venue on Tuesday. Gamecocks got real hot from three-point range and got 21 second-chance points, shot 57% in the first half. Michi Johnson had a career high 26 points, including six threes. It was South Carolina's third win ever in Rupp Arena and came a game after their worst ever SEC loss, a 40-point loss against Tennessee. Kentucky had a chance at the end. They fought back. They were down three, 20 seconds to go, but misfired on a couple of attempts. And South Carolina was just a hot shooting team. Hit 17 of 30 field goals. Uh, it's the first half production and, and six of nine threes in that first half. And again, big, big win there. And fans have becoming vocal now of John Calipari. Um, the scene at Rupp early in the game showed a number of empty seats before tip-off. It was a nationally televised game on ESPN2. And one fan was even ejected from the game for bringing a sign that, that said, please go to Texas, aimed at John Calipari. There's been some rumors in recent weeks that you know, maybe Texas, with losing Chris Beard in the fashion that they did, they're going to be looking for a new head coach in the offseason. And Texas likes to go big, splash hires. They may try to come after John Calipari. And you know, for Kentucky, is it starting to feel like it's run its course, right? You know, sometimes these things kind of end when they're supposed to end. It feels like maybe John Calipari's done everything he can, can at Kentucky. Maybe they need a, new vo- need a new voice in the room. So we will see how this season goes along. But uh, the more losses and disappointment throughout this season for Kentucky basketball fans, maybe they will help Cal pack his bags and send him over to Texas. By the way, that won't be awkward at all with Texas coming to the SEC very soon. But uh, anyway, there's a quick SEC hoops nugget. One uh, more football nugget this segment. Uh, Florida's prized signee quarterback, Jaden Rashada, five-star quarterback, is not yet enrolled at the school, nor did he move in with the rest of the program's early enrollees this week. Rashada is listed in the Florida Student Directory. It does not mean he is enrolled at the school, but rather accepted on the merits of his high school academics. One source familiar with the development told 24-7 Sports that Rashada is expected to enroll and arrive on campus this week, while others were unable to offer clarity on the situation. It's already Wednesday, so... You know, maybe something happens with this later today or, you know, later this week. But the cause for concern around Florida fans stems from other enrollees already moving in on campus. Where's Rashada? Again, he's coming from the California area, committed to Florida after he flipped from Miami, six foot four, 185 pounds, considered to be the uh, nation's number seven quarterback, the number six prospect from the state of California, the number 56 recruit in the country. And... He was slated to come enroll after the Under Armour game, which was held January 3rd in Orlando, according to Billy Napier. 
And uh, while the reason behind his status is unclear, Rashada remains signed with the school, and he's going to join a kind of a crowded quarterback room. They've got the sophomore Jack Miller, who started the bowl game, redshirt freshman Max Brown, and, of course, Wisconsin signal caller Graham Mertz, who has come in via the transfer portal. Now, was Rashada maybe turned off because they brought in Graham Mertz? I don't know. But Mertz, 19-13 uh, and 13 record as a starter with Wisconsin. Finished the season with 2,100 passing yards, 19 passing touchdowns. Was his highest individual passer rating as a starting quarterback. Has two years of eligibility remaining. So, here's just hoping it's uh, just lost in translation and Jaden Rashada uh, ends up at Florida this week and all the worry was for nothing. We will see. But thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll run through some of the latest transfer portal news going on around the conference. We'll do that next. Going along here, Locked on SEC. And I do want to bring up a nugget. Our buddy uh, Peter Burns from the SEC Network had tweeted out, just kind of looking back at this football season and just kind of how things went down. He said the SEC played the Big 12 champion, the Big 12 runner-up, the Big 10 runner-up, and the ACC champion down the stretch of the season, or um, in the bowl season. The SEC went 4-0 and outscored those teams 204-48. to He said when they go to a 12-team playoff, it's just a matter of time before it is three or four SEC teams possibly playing in the Final Four. Not all college football conferences are created equal. I mean, look, LSU disposed of Purdue. I know Purdue had a couple of opt-outs, but they took them to the woodshed. Georgia took TCU to the woodshed, as we know. Alabama crushed Kansas State in their bowl game. And, uh, of course, um, you know, even I think we can throw in Tennessee beating up on Clemson. You know, it's just been... um, it's been an interesting bowl season that didn't start off so well for the SEC, but rebounded very nice. And, of course, ends once again with the SEC as the national champion. All right, let's jump into some of the news going on around the conference as far as transfer portals. Auburn picked up a commitment from a former ECU offensive lineman. Uh, center Avery Jones announced on Twitter Tuesday afternoon, he is heading to Auburn. Six foot four, 290 pounds, was at ECU the last three seasons. Declared for the transfer portal early in December, had initially committed to Illinois, but uh, decided to go to Auburn. And uh, we know Brett Bielema was not happy about that. But uh, congrats to Hugh Freeze and Auburn. They're getting a, uh, getting a nice transfer there on the offensive line. Over at... South Carolina, Gilbert Edmund, uh, edge rusher from South Carolina, he is hitting the transfer portal, and he announced he is heading to Florida State. Six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds. Played South Carolina for three seasons. Appeared in all twelve games last season for South Carolina. Had two sacks and nine tackles for a loss. So uh, Gilbert Edmund, look for him over at Florida State next season. A uh, offensive guard. Over at Baylor is coming to the SEC. He'll be heading to play for Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. Micah Mazuka, standout offensive guard, signed with the Bears, redshirted in 2020. 2021 played nine games. This past year emerged as a key member of their offensive line. Pro football focus graded him out as the ninth best run-blocking guard. 
And now he is heading to the Florida Gators. So we'll see if he plugs right in and starts immediately for the Gators. But offensive line, a big need for Napier and the guys. They got uh, Ethan White and Michael Tarquin among the players that entered the transfer portal. So Mazuka going to have a chance to play there immediately. Over at LSU, uh, defensive back Derek Davis, who played a little running back on the back stretch of the season for LSU. He had entered the transfer portal. He announced Tuesday. He's heading to the ACC. He is from Pittsburgh. He will head to play for his hometown school, Pitt, and Pat Narduzzi. He uh, totaled 57 rushing yards and a touchdown this season, appeared in seven games as a defensive back uh, as well, had six tackles. So Derek Davis on the move. Uh, another uh, player from South Carolina transferring, R.J. Roderick, defensive back, is heading to Liberty. Made the announcement Tuesday afternoon. Started 34 games for the Gamecocks. During his college career, sustained an injury in the season opener, lost his starting position, and left the program in October to keep his eligibility for one more year. Six foot four, two hundred pounds, and he will be heading to Liberty. And one more, if you want to credit him as a, uh, I don't know, is he a Texas A&M Aggie? Is he an Auburn Tiger? He's both. Quarterback Zach Calzada is. Hitting the portal once again, and he is going to transfer to FCS program Incarnate Word, according to Pete Thamel. Calzada was expected to challenge for the starting job at Auburn when he transferred in, but injuries kind of hampered that, and he ended up as third string behind Robbie Ashford and TJ Finley. Of course, highlight of his career came back in October of 2021, where he beat number one Alabama in College Station as the Texas A&M quarterback, and now he will head to Incarnate Word to replace former LSU quarterback Lindsey Scott Jr., who won the Walter Payton Award and was named a first-team FCS All-American, accumulating over 5,000 yards of total offense. I think he had like 60 touchdowns this year, something crazy. But Zach Calzada going to have a chance there at Incarnate Word. He should be pretty damn good there. Should be pretty productive at that level for a guy who once beat Alabama. But doesn't that sound like the kind of story years from now you'll be sitting at a bar and Zach Calzada's sitting there and he goes, hey, you know I beat Alabama once. He'll always have that tale to tell. So best of luck to uh, Zach Calzada as he moves on. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out the brand-new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from some big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.